And we're back. Hello, welcome, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Aptly Named. Who asked for this anyway? Never felt trapped in a swirling vortex of human emotions and deceit? Like you've been sucked into, I don't know, a tornado, a twister, maybe? I do. But we're not here to talk about me, are we? We're here to talk about a movie that was made almost 30 years ago that you probably haven't thought of uh, recently, unless maybe there's something a little off about you and the neighbors are concerned and you have a restraining order against you. I digress. Where were we? Oh, yes. So if you're interested in hearing a bunch of dunderheads and yahoos, go on and on about Twister. Well, I have a podcast for you. So sit back, relax, strap yourself in. I know that's kind of a contradiction, but just do it. Enjoy. All right. Well, it says our uh, our our summer blockbuster podcast of Who Asked for This Anyway. We're going back to a simpler time of 1996, uh, quintessential 90s. It's the heart of 1996, I'd say, or the 90s. We're going to Twister. Um, a lot to cover. Bill Paxton, Tommy's there, girl, Helen Hunt, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, <laughs> Jamie Gertz. Carrie always. I don't know. I, the only thing I'd say to start is put on a pot of coffee because it's gonna it's gonna be a long night. Cameron from Bueller. Yeah, yeah, and Succession. In later yes. Succession now. Yeah, I think his name is Ruck. Alan Ruck. Yeah. This movie came out in May of 1996, and um, is Doug in his dumb, dummy room? <laughs> <laughs> this is my this is my fake, this is my fake office. So, so my boss thinks I'm in the office. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, Dan, you said this is our summer podcast. Will this be released summer 22 or summer 23? <laughs> well, you'd have to talk to Peter. Maybe you can uh-huh. get through to him in, in, in the okay. post-production part of this topic. Got it. He's a I know there's a lot of work on the back end that I've that it's all very mysterious to me, but yeah. And Peter's in very intro, busy. He can say whether or not he saw this. Yeah. Entertaining these uh, co-workers. He's very busy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Peter... Went, why, uh, yeah, right, Maddie. I, there's no way Peter saw a Twister in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he lived at this point. Was he San right. Francisco, Berlin? Stuttgart. I think we said Berlin at that point. I think yeah. he saw it in German. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he... Um, I have it on right now on mute. You know that Twister was the first film ever offered on DVD in the United States. Ha! Huh. I, I did not know that. Um, this movie was released in May of 1996, and that is the last time I've seen it. <laughs> okay, well, since you started there, who did you see Twister with? I'll give you three guesses. <laughs> is he on this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. I Doug and I, Doug, you. Was I with you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, no, I, I was. No, I was with you. I see. The the um, I remember. I don't really remember 
you being there with me because I was very inebriated <laughs> and I was I was also high as a kite. And I remember the part of the movie, and I know I'm jumping ahead, where all of a sudden it cuts to the shining. Yes. And it's like it's at, the, at, the, it turns, at the drive-in. At the drive-in, right? When that happened, I thought I broke. Like I didn't I didn't I, I felt like this dread, like I guess like how people feel like if they're like talking to someone and they're like, where's my son? I'm your son. No, my son's only eight. You thought, it, you thought it, it finally happened. You thought yeah, it, I thought I was just like some spring snapped and I, I almost got up and walked out. <laughs> and then I saw that it was a drive-in and I was like, oh my God, thank God. Right. And I sat back down. And almost, Doug, it almost sounds like you were waiting for it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> somewhat relieved right. yeah. well, that's what all the pamphlets said was going to happen <laughs> did you guys you guys saw this in Queens or in Manhattan after work like you guys knocked off all mobile video I, and... I, I feel like it was a Long Island thing I do too here's what I remember I remember it was like you know storm chasers and these were kind of like the we were like the they're like the, the rebel Storm chasers, like the punk rock storm chasers, and they, oh, they don't Bill like Bill Paxton the, and Helen Hunt's team. You mean? Yeah, and they don't like the corporate sellout, right? Which chasers. I think is actually a direct line uh, when they're referring to get, uh, Carrie Elway's team of yes. storm chasers. He's just in it for the money. <laughs> That's a, a direct line from the movie, which is just, what. <laughs> I'm sure there's other things he could do for the money that are much safer <laughs> and lucrative. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> but I do love Bill Paxson, that's for sure. Uh, the, the what's interesting about this movie, if you think about it, is this is sort of the resurgence, right in the middle of the resurgence of the disaster movie. Yeah, like the '90s version of the '70s disaster movies, right? Right. Well, you had like the two meteor movies, which is Armageddon and and the Deep Impact. Yep. And you had hold on, let me let me stop there real volcano. quick. Volcano. What yeah, the two volcano movies? One exactly. of my former one of my former bosses claimed she was. I may have, I'm sure I may have mentioned this before in pod form or not. One of my former bosses claimed she was an extra in Deep Impact. She was one of the people running for their lives on the LIE at the end as the giant wave was coming. <laughs> well, why would you make that? What well, you say she claims it. Why would well, she make I, that I, up? I, maybe, I mean, I'm not saying she's lying. I looked for her. I couldn't see her. It's a bizarre thing to make up. Uh, <laughs> I grant you. <laughs> Tom, did you see Twister in the movies? I don't recall. I, I This might have been one that slipped by, like like Top Gun for me, which I've still never seen, right? You know, all these years later. Um, but I... Why, Tom? I, I, saw, why? I, saw, I saw it recent. I saw it within the last two or three years on, I don't know, TNT. Twister. And of course, I watched Twister, yeah. And then I watched it last night and con finished it today in, in actual preparation for this conversation. <laughs> Tommy, did you did you stumble up of two or three years ago? You stumbled upon Twister, and then yes. it, it it hooked you. Yeah, it did. I, I enjoyed it greatly. I, I regretted not had seeing it for the last twenty years. So what? The uh, like the judging Amy rerun ended, and it just Twister was on after it. And you just kind of. Yeah, like I, I was I wasn't in the mood for NCIS, you know, and so Minneapolis. You know, 
we watch a lot of procedural dramas here at, at my house. So, um, yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> well, I believe it opens with Helen Hunt as a little girl. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's correct. And, yeah, that is correct, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and the twister, the storm comes, and I think it's an father. F5. Why did this father? It's an why F5. Did the father hold on to the door. Just let the door go. Right. I don't think he realized it was an F5. I think he thought it was like an F2. Yeah, it had like an F2, F3 feel just from my vantage point. <laughs> Wait, so him holding the door like killed him or something? Well, no, he got sucked he got up. Blown into the away. Yeah. Dead. Which I remember is he got sucked up straight and then went to the right. <laughs> if you went it's up to and then to the right. Also true, having seen it recently. <laughs> you don't remember? That was a shocking opening scene, you know. And now we know why Helen Hunt is obsessed with chasing twisters. You know what, actually, Dan, if memory serves, I think I told you when I saw it recently, yes. I was I had missed the beginning, yep. and I didn't understand why she was so obsessed with, uh, with twisters, <laughs> as it were. And then I think you explained that to me. It's layered. Oh, that's right. I do remember texting about yeah, that. Yeah. That's right. So why was Bill Paxson so obsessed with them? That's well, it. I think it's, uh, uh, all I can tell you is this. They referred to him as the extreme. That was his nickname, the extreme. Yeah. And uh, the reason that, one of the reasons they called him the extreme is one time he was, this is according to Seymour Hoffman's character, Randy. <laughs> the extreme was so inebriated Mm -hmm. um, he drove up to a tornado naked, yeah. got out and offered it a drink and threw a bottle of Jack Daniels into the twister. And then it, it never came back, which was Randy was excited about. It was like if the tornado had a drink. So to answer your question, I think he was probably had a drinking problem, which is why he was involved in that type of well work. he was hooked right. on the juice this is him the juice is the action like yeah i guess the adrenaline sure but, yeah. but apparently he had an instinct like he could smell dirt and he would know a tornado was coming uh, you know doug I'm, I'm sorry to just correct you but i think philip seymour hoffman's name is dusty in the you're movie. right you're right <laughs> um doug, I, we'll never know but i think he deeply regrets his involvement in this film Oh. Seymour Hoffman? He's so cringy in this. I yeah. Know. I guess as time, I guess with time, maybe at the time it wasn't, but watching it now, you're like, oh, brother. Yeah, it was yeah. a bit much. <laughs> very, very when, when, the, yeah. when the house was collapsing on the ant, and again, I'm sorry to take this out of, out of order, but um, I just remember Seymour Hoffman was screaming, May, May, and he was trying to help rescue her, and he had to keep pulling up his pants on each level he went up. <laughs> I was just like, we're in a goddamn belt for the scene. I don't know, maybe it was like sweatpants or something, I don't know. But, You've seen it recently, Doug. You've seen it over the years, or? Yeah, actually, I did see it recently. Um, it was on... I don't know, like TBS or something, the Superstation. And, uh, An 805 start. Yeah, it was... Uh, I'm, not a huge, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan. I remember the buildup of the movie was it's going to be all these wild effects. It was from the director of Speed. And that young, was a huge hit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huge hit, and it was going to have all these wonderful effects, and it was just sort of, I don't know, 
kind of odd the, the whole premise of him like chasing his bringing his new to be wife to to the Jamie field Gertz. to chase right. around his ex-wife to get her to sign some papers and she kept yeah. like mysteriously not signing them yeah, but they were really still in love though Doug. right but i mean i just think they could have done a better job at a, at a, at a conveying that <laughs> well it was written by uh i think michael Crichton. It was actually, I think it was like a pretty expensive. Right. I think it was like the most expensive before the last Boy Scout, which was like yeah, seven, was seven like million million. Yeah, ninety million budget for which is really uh, at that time was huge. Now, um, now Yonder Bond um, was added as director. He had just left. He was going to be directing Godzilla. You know, I think we could just direct the listening audience to the IMDb page to read this, you know? Well, I, no, but hold on. Yeah. I, I think, like, what, do you think he made a mistake by leaving Godzilla, or? He was, if you read the IMD page, he was fired from Godzilla. When they say it's creative differences, he was fired. They didn't like what he was right. doing. You know, that, like movie, that movie was a shit bomb. Is that the Matthew Broderick Godzilla? Yeah. <laughs> Two, two points. A uh, kimono related. dragon. It's a uh, giant kimono dragon. In Madison Square Garden, in the Tom. blue seats. Go ahead, Tommy. I'm Look, sorry, two Tom. points. One is one related, Doug, to your point about uh, IMDb. I, I'm trying to steer clear of that because I've been accused of being in Brendan's lane too much with regard to <laughs> trivia. You mean right? taking things easily found on the internet? <laughs> Correct. Yeah, but I could, I could see the... his eyes moving. I could see him reading it while he's lying right. in bed. But, but while on the subject, <laughs> well, he hasn't this, seen it since 1996. Uh, no, I, re I read it about an hour ago. Yeah. But, but while on the subject of IMDb, you'll, 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 you all probably are aware then that in the Spanish language version, Bill Paxson was referred to not as the extremist, but El Maximo. <laughs> True. Why didn't they just call him El Maximo in the English version? I don't know. It's <laughs> wow. They, they dumbed it down. You know, they, they didn't yeah. believe in their audience. Right, right. Oh, but I'm sorry, back to... Back to, Godzilla, back to Godzilla. That's very impressive, Tommy. That's some nice work right there. That's I do like the, that. The last time you did a translation, it was like that. Was like Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights, uh, when you found the Spanish uh, translation for uh, <laughs> "No One Puts Baby in a Corner." <laughs> right. Right. Uh, did you guys like the Godzilla movie with Broderick? No. 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 I don't remember it. I know it was very bad. It was no a giant. It. it was like a, an atomic testing caused a kimono dragon to become Godzilla, <laughs> and that's accurate. So, so Doug, you don't like that Bill Paxton's? I'm going to give you one more day. This is it. He's back. Him and Jamie Gertz are back. Uh, I believe she's. A, uh, I, be <laughs> I believe she's a therapist. Jamie Gertz. Right. <laughs> also correct. <laughs> This um, doesn't make any sense. She was not. She was not suited really for the world of storm chasing. She had her. I, I, I no. have vague recollections of her like walking around a field in like heels. Like, I, oh my goodness! I don't, I don't think Helen Hunt was was. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I just didn't. I didn't like her in the role. I just didn't. Hey, I didn't wait, believe she it. A, she won an Oscar for this. I, I think you know. I mean, I think no. the voters would. Uh, 
Tommy, want to back me up? <laughs> uh, she did win an Oscar for this, yes. No, she won an Oscar for something else. As good as it gets. I think Helen Hunt does, you know, acts like there's nobody else in the scene, you know? <laughs> what do you mean? She's just very, you know, there could be a wall there. I mean, there's just no chemistry. It's all flat. So, like, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not. I think she's a selfish actress. I don't know if it's selfish or maybe she just can't do it. I don't know. You think she lacks connection to others? Yes, I think that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Well, Mr. Paul Reiser would disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Right, because that show is nothing but connection. (laughs) (laughs) And charm. Well, as far as Bill Paxton goes, they did I did it in the editing. They did it in the uh-huh. editing. Yeah. That's part of the $92 million. <laughs> apparently, apparently, was it mad about you? Uh, they couldn't find a female foil, female lead for that show. But Paul Reiser and his wife were, <laughs> attended a dinner party with Helen Hunt. And uh, Helen and Paul had some witty repartee during um, the dinner party. And I think. His wife said, "Say, what about her for the lead?" And uh, and there it is. <laughs> and the rest they say is television history. But I guess she was like on top of her game in television at that point, which is probably why she was selected for the role. I think she was going into the fourth season of Mad About You. Maybe the fifth. What did you think, Brendan, of the reboot of Mad About You? Did did that? Uh, did you enjoy that? Well, being that I'd never watched uh, an episode of the first go around of it, uh-huh. I didn't have any kind of expectations or, frankly, any interest in the reboot. You? Are you referring I, I, to Dharma and Greg as the reboot? Or is there some other reboot? Wasn't the premise for Dharma and Greg that they didn't that they didn't know each other, but then they immediately moved in together? Is that is that am I correct in that? I thought it was just that she was very flighty and he was very like, we got to straight lace. Yeah. yeah, you got it. That's what I think. You know, Did you I, enjoy I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Wait, Tom, are you a fan of those shows? I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, please just answer, not like you're in front of the Senate Select Committee. I need to speak to counsel. Um... Yeah, let me, let me cup the microphone. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> Do you want to whisper to Doug? <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to direct message Doug quickly on this. Yeah, no, I watched um, uh, Man About You. Yes, sure. As as a in my youth, you you. Darman I did not Greg. watch the reboot though. You did not. No. Okay. But Tommy, Tommy, did you watch that alone, or did you watch that with your girlfriend at the time? Or I mean, you know, I don't know. I, what year was, was a, that? There was a lot of pressure back then. Everyone was watching the show, and if you wanted to be yeah. involved in the conversation, you yeah. had to watch it, whether you liked it or not. <laughs> so peer pressure made Tommy yeah. watch about you. I wanted to have something to say at the water cooler, you know. <laughs> was that the show that had that? Uh, hey, baby, I the toss salad and scrambled eggs. Yes, that, no, okay. that's Frazier. No, that's Frazier. Yeah, <laughs> I'm um, quite certain it's mad about you. <laughs> Well, <laughs> but, it was, but the theme song was sang by the guy on Frasier. You know, I, I, I'll always <laughs> go back to this and no one ever agrees with me. But when I was young, I always thought that 
the Fleas Company theme song was sang by John Ritter. No, that's not true. Dan said he thought the same thing. I did no. think. I never had it. I never thought about it. Until I, think, I think I may have also. I, yeah. You know, I didn't really pursue it beyond that. It might right. have been a passing thought. No, that was a thing for me. The theme right. started, and you hear the, the first the, the guy sings, and it's John Ritter. Then, right on the bike, falls on the beach, and it's like, oh yeah, I guess he sounds like John Ritter. That's right. <laughs> and then Larry is in the uh, bumper cars, or Furley. Furley's on the the the, the uh, merry-go-round. Yeah, terrified. Lots of laughs. Well, anyway, this well, has been fun, guys. You know what I? You know what I? You know what I? <laughs> I don't like another line from Twister that I don't like is when one of the random storm chasers screams the line from Star Wars. That's not a moon. It's a space station. When they're, yes, right. When, after he, sees it, when he sees a tornado or something, he gets so excited. He says that. I really, I, I was, I was really troubled by that. Right. <laughs> now, Brendan, do you, do you buy, I'm sorry, good. No, I don't going. like a line in Star Wars, let alone in this movie. Why is he quoting it? I don't get it. Huh. That's fair. And nobody's and he's nobody asked him, is that a moon or is that a tornado? Nobody asked him anything. Uh, well, he might have been one of the guys himself. driving by himself. <clears throat> uh, well, you know, maybe it's lazy there, writing. There's some other people in that team too. But Tommy, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, no, no. I was just gonna I was just going to ask if Brendan in his extensive research had any alternative uh, casting uh, information about where the rules almost went to others. Well, I do I mean, actually, like, but Tom, I, I'd be happy to let you go over that. No, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm please. Well, I think the lead role was uh, originally written for Tom Hanks. Um, I don't see Tom Hanks as the extreme. I mean, I'm sure he could have done it, but uh, <laughs> I could see him as El Maximo, but not the extreme. <laughs> you can see him as like moderate, but not extreme. But that doesn't make a good. Obviously, movie. you didn't see Road to Perdition, right. which actually came out, I think, the same summer. No, well, maybe maybe not. Let's see. So uh, that that role was uh, actually that Road to Perdition came out the same summer as. It's Mission Impossible and um, the oh, yeah. Western. Well, well, that's the same. That's just, that's ninety six. Is Mission Impossible is uh, Independence Day. That, that's all ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. The Eraser and uh, Master of Disguise with Dana Carvey. The Eraser. <laughs> Master of Disguise is that with Carvey, Lovitz, mm -hmm. and Nicolas Cage? No, that's uh, that's uh, like Welcome oh, well. to uh, Some Town or. It's not the road to Wellville. No, 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 but it's something like that. And it, I, I, I can't remember. I don't remember the name of that movie. I'm a huge fan. You used to do an impression of Dana Carvey from that scene. We only saw the preview. I don't think we ever saw the whole movie. I think we did. I did anyway. I'm a fan. I don't remember the name of it, though. But like Carvey and Levins played like two mafia guys, right? No, no. they played, The three of them played brothers. But like Italian brothers, right? Well, I don't know, if, but they never really got into that. Okay. Um, there were three brothers who, who were criminals in varying degrees. I'll tell you, The Road to Wellville is a very underrated movie. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think Dan, if Dan, if you could just make a note, that might be a place for uh, Peter to edit, maybe. Oh yeah, that, that'll delay this even further. By the way, <laughs> once we get into edits, we're past edits, Tom. Anyway, so, so the, the Dr. William Bill the Extreme Harding role was offered to um, Tom Hanks. Uh, other actors considered were Michael Keaton, Kurt Russell, Mel Gibson, Kevin Costner, Dennis Quaid, John Travolta, Richard Gere. So everyone. Everyone. Right. All, all the leading actors. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Michael Keaton would have been a good extreme. That, that That's for sure. That, that yeah. I know. I don't. Yes. I just don't think he, I couldn't picture Michael Keaton bothering to chase Helen Hunt around to try to get her signature. <laughs> just leave. Like anybody else. Right. You think, Keaton, you think Keaton would have just stayed with Gertz and missed the whole? Of course. Thing? Yeah. So Jamie, I, mean, Gertz, I can't say that that would work out, you know. But uh, Jamie Kurtz was uh, Dr. Melissa Reeves, a reproductive therapist. Uh, but before Jamie was cast, Mira Servino was considered, but she refused to dye her hair brown for the part. <laughs> That, that, I, I, you must assume that that was somewhere <laughs> close to her winning an Oscar, right? Where she could make demands along those lines. It's almost like demanded it. Maybe she Brenda just said, "No one." Behind, Brenda's been I don't want to do it. Enemy lines and is reading prepared text <laughs> by his abductors, like it's like ransom or something. <laughs> yeah, Sarvino did win an Oscar. Did the year before. Well, if she's making outrageous demands, then yes, probably. Sure. Well, what Woody what Allen movie was that? Um, Mighty Aphrodite. Yeah, right. Why would they insist on her dyeing her hair, though? Well, I guess maybe to look different than uh, Hunt, right? Yeah, right. Why did they make Hunt dye her hair? Hunt didn't have an Academy Award yet. Hunt's, Hunt's not going to dye her hair. That's outrageous. <laughs> I feel like we're on a very anti-hunt Zoom right now. I feel like you're anti-hunt. I'm very pro-hunt. Me? I haven't said a word about hunt. But you're very... I, you're I, very I'm, I'm not a fan of hunt. Okay. <laughs> quote, hold on. Quote, unquote. Tom Dunn. I am very pro-hunt. But Tommy, you were, you told me privately, you told me you were a big fan of uh, Dr. T and the women with Helen Hunt and Richard that is true. and other so people. True. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. It's some dog shit with Richard Gere. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly look up other Helen Hunt films and I'm going to say that. Hold I'm on. Gonna... I want to hey, go look, back to wait, I got, If you can look up one, look up one where she was uh, in a uh, one with Eric Stoltz, where Eric Stoltz was a quadriplegic. Okay. I just remember there was a, uh, uh, there was a, she had a naked scene in it where she was on top of him and uh, he wasn't able to feel anything, but she was still going through the motions. And all of a sudden she's like, I feel something wet. He's like, God damn it. It's my colostomy bag. Just get off me. I can't feel anything. It was a very powerful scene. I also think I also think Wesley Snipes was in it too. And it was a scene where Wesley with where they were they were all having like a group therapy and talking about uh, performing a cunnilingus since they're quadri quadriplegic, and Wesley Snipe being staunchly against doing that. He'd rather do nothing. Are you making this up? 
<laughs> you're thinking that it was just for the part or it's nice or it's just it's much way against that in general that was a film called the water dance it was it was i believed him so uh is, you know is, is he that good of an actor I don't know. <laughs> did he mention that in blades too <laughs> this, uh, trinity blade trinity this only affirms my support of hud <laughs> I see. He's actually pretty good in that. I think Helen Hunt is good in Twister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, I have those salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> if we let's go pre-mad about you, Paul Reiser before mad about you is of course in My Two Dads, uh, a really yeah. groundbreaking show. <laughs> and alien. Giovanni Ravisi, uh, uh, who's a uh, Dick Buckus was a you know a lot of people in that, and Paul Reiser was also great in Aliens and uh, and the Beverly Hills Cop pictures. So you know, right. well, certainly Diner, he, he uh, made I his bones in Diner. I work. I, 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 I believe oh, right. he right. I also I believe he in the Beverly Hills Cop series he played the character of Rusty. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You are right that time. That is correct. I worked. I worked with Greg Evigan's daughter. Here we go. <laughs> so, Brendan, you're a professional actor, right? That's right. No, Hold I mean, on, I, what I worked, project did you work with? I worked with at Dwayne Reed with her, Tom. No. <laughs> no, I, I, I just assumed it was in the business. Forgive me. Yes. Wow. This is. Uh... <laughs> So the same, the same like couple of years, you had your two, two volcano movies, as Brendan pointed out. You had your two meteor movies, right. and yep. only one tornado movie. That's right. Uh -huh. That's I right. wonder why they didn't come. Nobody made a competitive tornado movie. Well, oh. they had Spielberg behind them, so it's like having the Godfather behind you. No one, nobody wanted to line up on the other side of uh, the tornado side of Spielberg. Perhaps, perhaps. And how could you match it? You know, first of all, of course, ninety-two million dollars. Most people were going to spend that, but um, what? A, oh, go ahead, Doug. I'm trying to think here. All right, so Paxton. By the way, we should talk about Paxton here, um, since he's one of uh, you know, especially at that time, was always well, great. One of our all-time well, favorites. Well, What's well, the first time we for, see? I, me and Meg just watched Weird Science. Is that yes. the first time we see Paxton? Is Chet? For me, yes. Yeah, he, no, I, he nails it. I think he was in the. Wasn't he in the Terminator? Oh, in the opening scene of the Terminator, yeah, he, gets, he gets his heart ripped out of his chest. Yeah, because he won't give his clothes <clears throat> up. He was James Cameron's college friend, I think. I think they went. Is that to, right? Yeah, I think they went to college together, and uh, so he's in all of his movies. Well, I mean, he was great, like you said. He, he killed it as Chet. He probably is in it for all of eight minutes. I, mean, I guess the same, the, same, cover yourself. the same couple of years they did Titanic, which is also a disaster film. Uh, yeah, that's right. The next year, 97. But he was also, he was the best. He was probably the best part of Aliens. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know that Helen Hunt was on the scene elsewhere also? Well, she was a kid actor for years. Yeah. You know, she had a TV movies and... right. All those sorts of things. I was not saying else. What is she up to lately? Um, she does theater. Um, 
in Los Angeles, I know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So, so Seymour Hoffman has passed away. Um, Paxton has Paxton. passed away. Correct. Seymour Hoffman a year later, two years later, does Lebowski, I think. Um, and he no, no, no. The, the next time we see Philip Seymour Hoffman was Boogie Nights. Oh. And he basically, in my right. mind, played the same character. Yeah. It just changed jobs. What, what, in Boogie Nights and Twister? Yeah. Or they were, like, related in some way. Right. There, there was a clear earnestness to his uh, performance. <sighs> He's so good in Boogie Nights. It's so, so disturbing. And he's great in this. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> Is that when he tries to kiss Wahlberg? Is yeah, and the, cam and the camera just stays on him for like 40 seconds of him saying that. It's just brutal. Who's this old lady's house they go to? Is this his mom? This is uh, no, Aunt May. Aunt. Yeah, May. Oh, and she feeds them like Helen steaks Hunt's and aunt. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Helen yeah. Hunt's aunt is it Meg? Her aunt. Meg. Yeah, she's yeah. got a, a lot of steak, like just ready to be cooked. So. <laughs> like like Brendan with hot dogs. Aunt Meg has steaks yeah. at the ready. <laughs> right. And I remember uh, 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 was it Rusty's line about when he's Dusty. sitting next to Gertz. What is it, Dusty? Okay, whatever it is. He says her gravy is practically its own food group. Right. Whatever that means. And he just pours that gravy on Gertz's piece of meat. Well, <laughs> well hold on. They, they try to find... Do they have like, I don't know. They, they have like three of these Dorothy-type uh, tornado tracking systems. One gets uh, busted uh, with Paxton's truck, I think. Then they start taking... Uh, it's got like Jamie ping pong balls or something. What's that? Like Coke cans cut up or something. Well, that, that's how they address it, which is interesting about this. You know, usually you break down a movie as this is man versus man, man versus machine, man versus weather. This one had them all. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, there's conflict everywhere. Him with Hunt, right? Paxton with Hunt. They can't get this machine to work until they use the uh, soda cans based off of May's art. Which was on the front lawn, some welding project she would had done. Yeah, you know, I'm a the the machine is called Dorothy, and and yep. it wasn't until this viewing that I am embarrassed to make the connection of like the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. I've never seen that before. Well, what was what was Carrie Elway's machine called? I, I don't. I... Okay, well, because what's interesting about Carrie always has has the same similar machine, but the outer container is square, and the sensors inside is square. Paxton's device is round, round on a cylinder shape, mm. and has round ones in. I mean, come on, you really have to make it like that. It, it just it just seems so making such an effort to show them that he's copying, but it's different. It, it just sure. doesn't make sense for them to be square. <laughs> it would just make them circle, circular also, is what you well, said. First of all, I would have already made them with the wings. Right. And, I, and I'm, I can't help but wonder, when they added those Pepsi cans around the sensors, after they went up and they recorded all the information, were they, like, flying around into, like, farmers' heads? <laughs> like missiles? <laughs> 
Bomber running and just getting. We're about to. We're about to lose this. Uh, are we doing another one or? Yeah, let, let's do. Let's do one more. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a very good question. Apparently, the movie was supposed to be shot um, <laughs> in the UK. Yeah, I read that too. <laughs> oh, that's not that's not his like personal information from his Hollywood sources. No, <laughs> Greg Evigan's daughter didn't tell you that. <laughs> but Jan DeBont wanted it to be real. He wanted the real Oklahoma vibe landscape. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's why it was effective. That's why the movie resonates all these years later. Um, before we go, two, yeah, two. Bill, Bill Paxton lines from Aliens. Uh, <laughs> why don't you put her in charge? <laughs> and one of Maddie's favorites. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> it's game over, man. <laughs> one of the guys looks a little bit like Tim Tebow. <laughs> okay. Which guy? I don't know his name. I'm watching on mute. Although I did turn it, turn the sound back on during the break in time for it truly awful song a song yeah it's a van halen song in it yeah. while they're chasing a tornado it's called humans being yeah mm. <laughs> oh. I, I think i think this is sort of like the the last throes of uh <laughs> of van hagar like a dying gasp oh i don't think hagar's gone before twister comes out no no, no he's definitely singing on this song the uh Speaking of Van Halen, and again, you you might also have read this in in our in our source material, but the end credit song, the the classical mu the piece is called uh, "Respect the Wind," and it's written by Eddie and Alex Van Halen. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna play some of it for you right now. Hold on, yeah, but not, nice. not long enough to get into uh, rights issues. Yeah. Oh, good. That sounds nice. I appreciate that, Tom. Can't really hear it. All right, well. I, That's nice. Yeah. Wow. Who knew there was such a... I had no idea, and I've seen this movie countless times, that there was such a, uh, a Van Halen connection to... Uh, to Twister. That's yeah. such a rock and roll pedigree. Uh, Humans beings. Yeah. I, I thought this was the uh, a song from the singer who took out, took over Van Halen after Hagar, but I guess not. Uh, Gary Sharon, no. Right. Yeah, you're just trying to let, you love Hagar, so you're trying to exonerate him. <laughs> it certainly doesn't help my Hagar uh, Lee Roth uh, argument. Don't tell J.A. Well, you prefer Hagar? No. Well, well, yeah, yes, actually. Does. Yes. Really? I think you just I'm not gonna answer like Tommy. I do. <laughs> I think you're being provocative. I don't I don't think I don't think you like him better. I think that you ex you tolerate him. <laughs> you think it's more shtick that I'm doing? Yeah. I, I listen, I also Joe is like a Joe is like, you know, uh uh you know, against the designated hitter. You know, he's like fucking um uh, 
a purist, right? Uh, he's a Van Halen purist. <laughs> a Van Halen Bob Costas. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't think of Costas, exactly who I was thinking of. I knew that's where you were coming. <laughs> Joe is against the DH or Costas is? Uh, I think Costas is very, is very traditional, very purist. And I think yeah. Joe is similar as regards Van Halen, right? So, uh, but I, I too, like Dan, I don't have a problem with with Hagar in the lead. It's not as good yeah. as as Lee Roth, but it's not terrible. I think that's fair. I think the older I get, the more I actually appreciate it. <laughs> the, the older you get, you more appre- you appreciate Hagar more. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, where we? Oh, Paxton, as we were going. Paxton and True Lies. Oh, is, hold on. Uh, hold, oh, yeah. True, True Lies. It yeah. is great. He's uh, probably in two scenes, but again, he he kills uh, in in everything that he's got. He, he's pretending he's Doug. You always enjoyed his performance in oh, yeah. True Lies. He's pretending he's a secret agent with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. He's great. And then when he uh, meets up with Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think one of the funniest lines I've ever heard which he's describing Jamie Lee Curtis to Schwarzenegger. And he says, she's got an ass like a 10 year old boy. But the twist there is now Paxton is the man. This is his, uh, probably his first or one, you know, he's the top billing guy. He's the lead guy. Yeah. Right. I think so. Yeah, well, um, his uh, Jamie Gertz, we know from uh, the first time we'd seen her was Lost Boys. Another, <laughs> yeah, I think we did a Lost Boys pod years ago that that isn't like the uh, like a lost episode, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Honeymooners lost episodes that that never made it to air. I'm not sure why. Still, sort of kicking around Peter's apartment somewhere, or <laughs> just like this one will be. <laughs> Tommy, um, Tommy, are you drinking wine? I am. Is it like a white Zinfandel or a Chardonnay or Chardonnay? Or I'm unsure actually. Is that uh, glass one or two or three? Uh, it is glass two. Did well, you wine, Did you drink wine while doing your Twister research last night? I did. Yes. Did you throw a bottle of Chardonnay into a Twister? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Dunn, the extreme. No. The, what is it? The Maximo? Maximo. <coughs> Excuse me. El Maximo. El Maximo. <laughs> um, Tommy, Matt, I know you have this on mute. What part are you up to now as you're watching Twister? Uh, they keep randomly cutting to this, like, science station. I don't know what that's about. They just did it again. Oh, oh, here's the shining. Here's the shining. Oh, uh, yeah. Keep it together. Just realize it's a it's a movie within the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't freak out, Matt. <laughs> That's right. They make, why did they make Gertz ride with Seymour Hoffman? Uh, uh because he she he was going to be in the back the back truck, so she, that somehow would make her safer. Yeah, being, she's just a, being she's just eight cars away from a tornado versus one. Mm. Yeah. So, Jan de Bont, of course, did Speed before this, right? And yes. then he did Twister. And his follow-up to Twister was Speed 2, Cruise Control, the following year. Mm. And then, never heard of him again. Ne- never heard from him again. 
stands Keanu that's, Reeves. That's how bad he, people felt about cruise control. <laughs> I like I like cruise control. Is isn't cruise control with the guy from Lost Boys? Yeah. Sorry. Jason Patrick. Very on brand for Doug to like questionable sequels, correct? <laughs> as, as a listener to the pods, you know, I know I stepped away for a while, but I there's a trend developing. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but yeah, I liked it. It was fine. It was okay. It was, I liked it. I like cruise control better than Twister. Let's put it that way. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's that's shocking. Hold on. Let's go back to Lost I liked Boys. the tornado effects. I thought that was... Uh, Okay. <laughs> yeah, they were, and and me and me and Meg saw that in in probably Meadowbrook Theater in 1996. No, no, uh, Broadway Mall, and 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 they had surround sound, and we thought um, the the sound of the the wind on a twister were actually girls like ten rows behind us screaming, terrified. <laughs> we're like, I know it's good effects, but I mean, it's not that scary. Um, let's go back to Lost Boys for a quick second, Brendan. You worked with the guy who turned out to be, spoiler alert, the head vampire. Um, Doug, what was it? What's his name from Ed Lost Herman. Boys? Ed, Ed Herman. Ed Edward Herman. Herman, yes. Yeah. That was your boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He and I got along great. Just palled around. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we, we were cutting it up on set. He uh, he and I got, he, he since passed away, I believe. God bless. You, but you guys hit it off the, the, the yeah. day one. Yeah, he was. I told him I was from New York, and I think he told me about his daughter's restaurant in New York. And um, we talked about film and um, speed to cruise control. Did you run your lines? Did you guys run lines? Um, no, we no, I don't think so. What was the what was the picture you guys were in? It was called um, the Christmas Pageant. Oh, my. oh, look at that. You two right there. Me and Edward Herman. Well, I could talk about that for hours. That movie. That, that movie. <laughs> we talked about that. would be the holiday pod. Yeah, yeah. I think we should save that for a, a holiday. Uh, November. Um, well, yeah. we'll record it in September. Because I want to talk about it. <laughs> well, it's not a sequel, though. Uh, well, be that oh, as so, it right. May. Jamie Gertz is in the back. Uh, then that Paxton's driving has been writing things down during this. <laughs> What's that? Doug has been writing things down as we've been talking. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like Tommy having his files. I'm just notating when someone makes a remark that I don't like. <laughs> they, they lose the first Darcy. They lose the second Darcy. Yep, there's you. That's right picture they go to aunt meg's then i think they go to the uh it doesn't get a load of that no that's uh hubba hubba. <laughs> what's her name again from little house who was the lead of that christmas pageant uh if we do if we do a podcast about christmas pageant i'm not going to be on it <laughs> <laughs> Well, if Peter's not here, who will record? But okay, um, I'll, I'll, it's okay. We don't need him. I'll just read about it from IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
hold on, Doug. When when Paxton and Kerry Elway's get into a disagreement, uh, you know, I think he's now. I think Paxton is uh, a weatherman now, which Kerry always gives a little shot about, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he does have like some sort of Vin Diesel and Fast and Furious. Like he can pick up the sand, the, the dirt, and, and see which way the winds are blowing. Right. Why um, did Maximo get out of the game? Because of Gertz? No, uh, I think I think he met Gertz after he got out of the game. Yeah. And here's something they, they make a comment about, you know, new new job, new wife, new truck. I I I, I don't know if it's clear, but I got the impression that his new job gave him that truck. What the the, the TV station as a weatherman? Yeah, as part of his signing on to to the um, why, the why why on earth would you remember that detail? <laughs> I don't think that's Doug assuming. I don't think that's talked about. Yeah, yeah. What difference does that make in any? I just think that's you know it's an interesting perk. You know, like why would a weatherman need a pickup truck? <laughs> it's a nice truck. I I, I think maybe the action the action became too much for uh, for the extreme. It was too consuming. Um, what, was there sort of like a thing where like, oh, he's a weatherman. He's like a sellout. Is that that's what Carrie Elways, uh, you know, insinuates to him during their uh, during their disagreement at the diner. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. <laughs> oh, you asked. <laughs> I'm simply answering the question. Um, the line at the drive-in, the, where the part you're at, Maddie, is uh, that might be the whole line of the entire movie with Bill Paxton, it, you know, with Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's it's coming this way. It's already here. Boom. There's, right. there's your. I like your it that that one one weirdo of, of the weirdo storm chasers that gets like a hubcap frisbee into his head, and like he's gone for the rest of the movie. They send him off somewhere. Don't know what happened to him. Does he die? Uh, It looked like a pretty severe injury. I don't know. But then Hunt administered to it. She held his head together with her hand. Wow. I don't remember this scene. (laughs) Yeah, it was when they hid in the garage. And it got down at the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. Okay, okay. Right. When the car comes crashing through. Right. This was now hours ago. I believe, is this, has Carrie always died him and the bad guys the bad guy corporate greedy storm chasers have they died at this point by the time you get to the scene maddie's in i think so no no no, no. it's it's at the very end uh, of the movie. they're both they're both driving towards um f5 because nobody the only person on their team that had seen an f5 was helen hunt when her father was sucked up and it got moved to the left Right. <laughs> That's the only person that's seen an F5, and now well, F5 I, is coming again. Okay, well, I mean, okay, well, so everyone's seen an F4. So, like, right. is, is it that much? Is it like, such par- a different apparent, thing? Apparently, you, you can't hold the door closed if an F5 comes, so it's serious business. It's, well, at, least, it's at least one more, right? <laughs> it's Well, like in Jaws, though, uh, when the shark attacks uh, Brody's son, and now it's personal. Now the Twister has attacked Aunt Meg, so now it's even more personal for Helen Hunt of the team. Um, uh, Carrie always, I think, is going does not know what the hell he's doing, uh, and and then the the Twister, the, the whole him and the whole bad guy, the, his bad guy driver is conflicted about uh, yeah. 
I think they're trying to talk sense into him. Like, get the hell out of there. I think the uh, driver, the bad guy driver, is uh, um, an actor. Yeah. Get who? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. I know who you're talking about. I don't know. I, I've just seen him. Uh, Hel- Helen Hunt's role was uh, uh, considered. Uh, they considered Laura Dern, Bridget Fonda, and Kate Mulgrew. Uh, who was all, the third all one? Of, all of all of them would have done a better job. <laughs> I think I think Laura Dern would have done a nice job. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. She was just not, in Jurassic Park a few years not, before. I think Helen Hunt was good in this. I, I don't have any stock in Hunt besides Twister. Maybe I have Twister stock. So what, the, what about the only thing I regret is that you know Bryce Dallas Howard was only a little girl when the movie came out because she would have been perfect. <laughs> Well, when they do the reboot, you yeah, know, she on, could, maybe uh, she could a, a ten episode uh, on Hulu or whatever. Maybe are you talking about, about the Mad About You reboot? <laughs> what, what, what reboot are we talking about? Uh, I believe um, I believe the uh, Carrie is it Elway's role was yes. Alec Baldwin was uh, considered for the role. Hugh Laurie, Christopher McDonald, and Peter Green. You know, isn't can't anybody add things to IMDb? Like, <laughs> I don't think you have it's to have like a password. I think you can just add shit, right? I mean, it's pretty. I think it's similar to Wikipedia in that right. regard. Like, if you, you have feel like you, you feel add? like doing it, yeah, you feel like sitting down and doing it. Sure. I remember with, with what the, kind of lunatic would be sitting on IMDb adding anything about Twister? I couldn't. I couldn't even imagine. You know that that Wisner. Thought it would be funny to add stuff about me on my IMDb page. And it took months of like back and forth with IMDb to get, get them to take it down. Because people look at that stuff. What, what did he put up? He put it that he was in Twister. <laughs> did, did, he, did he put that your nickname was Mask? Right. So a, a bunch of idiots doing a podcast about the Christmas story. We're looking up Brendan on the to get the research. Yeah. Imagine people having such time. That was the Christmas pageant. Thank you. My Christmas story. Anyway. Carrie uh, Elways was, uh, I mean. It was interesting. Carrie Elways was considered for Area 407. Um, so was Alec Baldwin, from what I understand. Well, I guess, well if it's on the, you it's, know, yeah, IMDb, I guess it's possible. Right. No, I don't think that's the case, Doug. I don't think that happened. Well, I don't what think is, any of the things you read is the case. How about that? Well, I know. Okay. Just to recap, Bride for other... Elways, when is the Princess Bride? Is that late '80s? No, yeah. Isn't Princess Bride like 87? Yeah. yeah. So well, and Elway's was be. great in that. I mean, that was the first time. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't think he had so many. Well, he was in a Mel Brooks Robin Hood after that. I think. Right. Well, I think he, he did Princess Bride, and I think he was on top of his game. He had plenty of opportunity at this point. Classic. Yep. And I think he did followed it up with The Crush. <laughs> no, The Crush is not right after. The I believe it is. No, it's like nine years later. I don't think so. No. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone wasn't even in an Aerosmith video until like six or seven years later. <laughs> I disagree. I thought you were going to bring up him and Kiss the Girls as one of the bad guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Me and Doug saw Kiss the Girls, I think, <laughs> on a Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, Matt was there too. 
the two bad guys were Carrie Elways and the ba- and the bad guy from Ghost and uh, <laughs> and uh, Ashley Judd, great, she kicked ass. Uh, Mid nineties Ashley Judd, <laughs> Morgan Freeman at his apex, mm-hmm. um, and I pretty, think he pretty shot- much for that entire decade. In any, any Ashley Judd movie, they had her either jogging or running <laughs> for no reason. Like it was had nothing to do with the plot. Well, she knew karate in this. I mean, her and her and Carrie Elways are fighting at the end. Do you remember? And uh, you remember how that movie ended with Morgan Freeman shooting Carrie Elways <laughs> through a carton of milk? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because there was gas, there was gas leaking, and apparently by shooting through the carton of milk, <coughs> it wouldn't ignite the gas. And didn't, apparently didn't. I, I, I have a question. What's the like optimum length of time for a podcast? <laughs> Hold on one second. Hold that thought. Doug had a line too. He, he used Murto for Morgan Freeman, and he said, "You've been homogenized." Um, I don't know, Tommy. Are you suggesting that we? Oh, it's a good question. They vary, Tommy. You know, Greece and uh, Jaws were over an hour, basic instinct. Some were forty minutes. This will be somewhere in between, especially that we don't edit anymore without. Being right. Like, no, no, I'm not talking about hour. I'm talking about like industry standard best practice type of situation. Uh, uh, shorter than this. <laughs> I see. So then, Bill Paxton and Jamie Gertz break up. Um, right. She's had enough. <laughs> No, but she realizes. I, I kind of know that feeling. Yeah, I, I think I think her exact line is, "I I can't compete with this." Right. Right. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay." I mean, no, he say, "Look, we, we just saw four tornadoes today. One almost killed us just now. I think why don't you just go home, get some sleep? We'll talk tomorrow." Nah, he's like, "Yeah, you're right. See you later." Right. He didn't like her hair. Uh, I didn't yeah, like her hair. Her hair was an unfortunate choice. <laughs> poor, but, you know. poor choice. Right. She, if she had gone with part, the, you have to wear it like that. Well, she went with Lost Boy's hair. He's not going to, you know, leave her for tornadoes of hell. Whatever. I agree. Can you do that impression one more time, Doug? Of what? The homogenized one? No, no. I can't compete with this. I can't compete with this. <laughs> and now it's on. I think that takes us to the end, right, Carol? Tommy, you saw it. You're the one who's uh, you, Carol. Carrie always is dead after this, and now it's them right. with the, the final big twister. Oh wait, actually, Jamie Gertz hears them. Uh, remember, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt have a uh, have a heart to heart that's uh, uh, broadcast on the CB, which he hears standing mm-hmm. next to Seymour. Um, uh, let me just throw one more of these at you. Uh, apparently, the uh, role of Dustin Dusty Davis, played by uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, an outgoing and excitable member of Joe's team who operates the team's mobile lab, nicknamed the Barn Burner. Before Hoffman was cast, Garth Brooks, Chris Farley, and Mark Cuban were considered. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm just reading Wikipedia. So that sounds like Wisner put Mark Cuban on that one, too. Yeah. I mean, Mark, Mark Cuban is actively trying to get that removed, like you, Brendan, right? 
Well, let me tell you, Chris Farley as Dusty is an inspired, would have been, an, you know, as great as Seymour Hoffman was. Yeah, that's right. a value add. Sure, totally. He was too big by that point. Too famous. Farley. Um, oh, I thought you meant he couldn't fit in the barn burner. Right. <laughs> Physically He too could have played it like the Hurley boy, like his character in that sketch, and it would have been fine. Um <laughs> Uh, so you could, Put could the ball and your dog. <laughs> For God's sakes, is that the early boy? Let him sleep over. Yeah. He's why he's watered your plants. Um, <laughs> so it could have been Alec Baldwin as the bad guy, uh, Bridget Fonda as Joe. Yeah, and, a, ni- uh, a 1996 Bridget Fonda, you know. Yeah, who was uh, was also kicking ass. She would a year later or two years later do. Um, uh, like Placid, so she missed her. She's <laughs> she did miss her window there. Like she she actually yeah. What, I'm trying to think. Right, she had done Jackie she did, Brown. She did uh, single white female instead. Yeah, so yeah. peak right maybe what, professionally. Was Lake Placid? What was that movie like? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we discussed that in the Sydney Poitier you know. pod that Peter still hasn't posted. <laughs> It's like if you shoot in your fist and throw it against the wall. So, <laughs> hold on one sec. Wait, wait. I, I what? What? No, for Doug cares. <laughs> Go ahead, Tommy. Uh, as we, I guess, look to sort of conclude and, and wrap this up. I think oh. with special thanks to the unverified sources of imdb <laughs> um we conclude well, another episode of but tommy finishes up. how does it end give us the ending at least i mean you're, you're well, yeah, yeah. Up. you're gonna talk anyone about who's the... ever seen twister doesn't know how it ends you gotta run, they run into the shed with all those knives don't forget about that and then they somehow use a belt a leather belt to strap themselves to a pipe and are not somehow sucked up into an F5 tornado. Right. Why didn't right the truck, leather right belt cut them in half? Out. <laughs> how, how can it tear off doors, lift someone up, make them go to the right, and yet they survive with a leather belt? Right. You'd stop I don't out. think it was it would, it would tear The only answer out. is it was only an F4 tornado. Right. Well, the pipe was underground. Does that help? Yeah, but I guess Tom's point is that we'd be ripped, ripped to shreds. Right. They would have been cut in half with that leather. Uh, and if not, all of the tools would have killed them. And if not that, the Dorothy, Dorothy sensors would have killed them. Right. Well, they left the, the barn with all of the cutlery that was there. Oh, they did. And then, uh, <laughs> Whose they ever went, house that was. They went to another one that was, you know, adjacent, I guess. Um, but it's successful in the end. There, There's the, you know, there. I'm just, they're, I'm they're just been- noticing Tom's screen signature. <laughs> Which is what? <laughs> on hunt. They're they're back together at the end. The whole team yeah. is there now. That Dorothy's successful. They have all their their data. You know, That's and, good. right? And then they and then they make out in front of their all their f- storm chasing friends. There you go. Five hundred million dollars later, Spielberg's got another hit. We walk out of the theater satisfied. Boom. All they did was delay their problems. They're still going to be there. They haven't addressed any of them. Well, I mean, you don't think this 
this situation allows them the opportunity to address the, the problems they had in the past? What are you saying? This is a reboot of some sort for them? <laughs> Not yeah. bad about you? No, no. <laughs> I think that uh, Joe and, and Billy Bill. have systemic relationship problems. I don't know that it's going to... It's going to get better. I think I agree with Doug in that regard. Right, right. And that's the 2022 version of this. We're talking about 1996 when people were more positive at the end of the movie. Do we need to get back to that, you know? I get the the impression from the characters that when upset, uh, Helen Hunt's character, what what was her name? Anybody remember her name? Joe. 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 Joe would actually physically strike Bill Paxton's character. Uh, okay. You know, I, just, you, I get you, that feeling. You've said this about several movies lately. But you've accused characters of being abusive. <laughs> well, there's a reason he would is a reason he left. She still loved him. He left. What 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 happened? He felt unsafe, is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then again, he's driving around naked, throwing bottles into a tornado, liquor yeah. bottles. Maybe you're right. I think this couple needs therapy. Anyway, I look forward never to have to talk about this movie ever again. Right. Tommy, you want to? Uh, well, as I said earlier, with special thanks to IMDb, um, who asked for this anyway? <sighs> well, there you have it. Another one in the can. Another one bites the dust. I'm free! I'm free! Yes! Woo! Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in.